1987, Roland draws Eddie Dean, a prisoner of heroin. From 1964, he draws Odetta Susanna Holmes, a woman who has lost her lower legs in a subway mishap, one that was no accident. She is indeed a lady of shadows, with a vicious second personality hiding within the socially committed young black woman her friends know. This hidden woman, the violent and crafty Detta Walker, is determined to kill both Roland and Eddie when the gunslinger draws her into mid-world. Between these two in time, once again in 1977, Roland enters the hellish mind of Jack Mort, who has hurt Odetta Detta not once, but twice. Death, the man in black told Roland, but not for you, gunslinger. Nor is Mort the third of whom Walter foretold. Roland prevents Mort from murdering Jake Chambers, and shortly afterward Mort dies beneath the wheels of the same train which took Odetta's legs in 1959. Roland thus fails to draw the psychotic into mid-world, but, he thinks, who would want such a being in any case? Yet there's a price to be paid for rebellion against a foretold future. Isn't there always? Ah, maggot, Roland's old teacher, Court, might have said. Such is the great wheel and always turns. Be not in front of it when it does, or you'll be crushed under it, and so make an end to your stupid brains and useless bags of guts and water. Roland thinks that perhaps he has drawn three in just Eddie and Odetta, since Odetta is a double personality. Yet when Odetta and Detta merge as one in Susanna, thanks in large part to Eddie Dean's love and courage, the gunslinger knows it's not so. He knows something else as well. He is being tormented by thoughts of Jake, the boy who, dying, spoke of other worlds. Half of the gunslinger's mind, in fact, believes there never was a boy. In preventing Jack Mort from pushing Jake in front of the car meant to kill him, Roland has created a temporal paradox which is tearing him apart. And in our world, it is tearing Jake Chambers apart as well. The Wastelands, the third volume of the series, begins with this paradox. After killing a gigantic bear named either Mir by the old people who went in fear of it, or Shardik by the great old ones who built it, for the bear turns out to be a cyborg, Roland, Eddie, and Susanna backtrack the beast and discover the path of the beam. There are six of these beams running between the twelve portals which mark the edges of mid-world. At the point where the beams cross, at the center of Roland's world, perhaps the center of all worlds, the gunslinger believes that he and his friends will at last find the Dark Tower. By now, Eddie and Susanna are no longer prisoners in Roland's world. In love, and well on the way to becoming gunslingers themselves, they are full participants in the quest and follow him willingly along the path of the beam. In a speaking ring, not far from the portal of the bear, time is mended, paradox is ended, and the real third is at last drawn. Jake re-enters mid-world at the conclusion of a perilous rite where all four, Jake, Eddie, Susanna, and Roland, remember the faces of their fathers and acquit themselves honorably. 
Not long after, the quartet becomes a quintet, when Jake befriends a Billy Bumbler. Bumblers, which look like a combination of badger, raccoon, and dog, have a limited speaking ability. Jake names his new friend Oi. The way of the pilgrims leads them toward Ludd, an urban wasteland where the degenerate survivors of two old factions, the Pubes and the Greys, carry on the vestige of an old conflict. Before reaching the city, they come to a little town called River Crossing, where a few antique residents still remain. They recognize Roland as a remnant of the old days before the world moved on, and honor him and his companions. After, the old people tell them of a monorail train, which may still run from Ludd and into the wastelands, along the path of the beam and toward the dark tower. Jake is frightened by this news, but not really surprised. Before being drawn...